This podcast may be explicit in nature and may not be suitable for listeners under the age of 15. Now that that's out of the way, if you're ready to learn some cool shit and have a laugh or two along the way, let's get it. Marauders, it's your boy Kells, aka Special K, back at you with the second bonus episode of the Culture Marauders podcast. That's right, the second. We hit you off with the first one, Don't Touch My Her. It was uh, in celebration of uh, Black History Month, but now we're moving on with the second uh, bonus uh, episode that we got for you. And this one is one that we did um, at the beginning of the year. Me and the wife were out for a little adult fun in beautiful Tampa, Florida. And uh, we went to uh, something that was called the Central Erotic Expression Show, a.k.a. the Sex Show. Um, so, you know, we went into this, you know, with an open mind, like, hey, what's this about? So anytime you tie that into the title, you're like, hey, let's let's go see what this is, what's going on with this. So um, we um, went to the show. It was really dope. Um, what this show actually is, it's erotic poetry, burlesque, BDSM, comedy and art, um, you know, and it's held by or hosted by um, a group of uh, talented individuals headed by Israel, the poet. And uh, these brothers and, his, and this brother and his crew are out of uh, Charlotte. And, um, you know, they go around touring and basically, you know, putting a putting an educated spin on um, on sensualism and eroticism and, uh, you know, with the poetry and burlesque and all that stuff. So it was a real small, intimate affair, but a good time. And uh, these these brothers uh, were able to sit down with us at the end of the uh, show and lend us their time and give us a really dope interview that I know you'll like. So um, they will be here um, and it's March 5th already, but they'll be here in town. Um, March 6th, which is tomorrow night in downtown Tampa at 1948 West Main Street. I got two tickets still, you know, for anybody after you listen to this, I post this and you listen. Hit me up if you want the tickets. If not, A, they'll be gone, but you can still go ahead and find the tickets on Everbright. And the name of the show is Essential Erotic Expressions, uh, a.k.a. The Sex Show. And the Tampa version, this edition is called Bedroom Vibes, so you know it's going to be ill. So uh, sit back, sit back with a loved one, get you a glass of wine or some yak, and enjoy. Peace. What's up, fellow Marauders? It's your boy Kells back at you one more time with the next episode of the Culture Marauders podcast. We got a special episode for y'all this time. It's, uh, you know, New Year 2020. Everybody's talking about, you know, uh, how you better in yourself, how you coming in with you know, the New Year fresh, you know, putting the old stuff behind you and, and jumping into the New Year. You know, resolutions are, are running wild. Hopefully you still got yours going on. A lot of people are saving money, trying to lose weight, trying to get right physically and mentally, you know, with the mental wellness. But here's the part that we often overlook. What about sexual wellness, right? You know, we can always be better in the sack. So today, you know, we got a, we got a, a, a motley crew of fellas here. You know, me and my wife, we just experienced, um, I don't even know how to, how to put it, but uh, we just came from the uh, Sexual Erotic Expression Show, also known as the Sex Show. Um, the group is down here. This is the, the crew down here. They just came down to Tampa, and they're touring all around the, uh, all around the country. 
But uh, we had tickets and we came and uh, gave it a, a, a shot. So my guest tonight, um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, shout him out. Uh, he's the creator of the Sex Show, a two-time Poetry and Emotion Award winner, and uh, our first celebrity. <laughs> so we're gonna help that. So we got a first celebrity. celebrity. But uh, please welcome uh, Mr. Is Real the Poet. Welcome so, everybody. Welcome. 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 We're so, glad to be in Tampa Bay. Alongside me, since I got my crew with me, y'all might not know who they are. I got our national DJ who tours around the country with us, DJ BZ Beats. And then I have a brother who his resume says it for itself. If you know him, you know him. If you don't get to know him, uh, my brother Clinton Babers is here. Uh, We got other cast members running around, but we are live strictly from the after party at the show, so this shit is straight. Live, so forgive us if any mishaps happen. Forgive us if we use profanity, but um, it's a blessing to be down here in Tampa Bay, Florida. So let's get to it. Cool. All right. So I'm gonna go first of all. First observation of the show, right? right. So what, what I like, I like the intimate set. Yeah. You, know, you go into a lot of these scenes. We done been to uh, the sweet spot shows. Yeah. You know, we've been. Out I started with that. Yeah, yeah. And I read that in your bio. So sweet spot. You know, but what I like about this is it's intimate. Yeah. It's more personal. You can interact with the crowd a lot more. So I definitely appreciate that. We've been out to uh, Dwayne Park and saw some uh, burlesque out in New York City, yeah. uh, Manhattan. I was living in Brooklyn. For yeah. Eight so, years. so you know how that is and, and, and just to, to come out here you know you bring a little bit of that flavor down here in yeah. Tampa where yeah they have burlesque but they don't have something that's it's, it's so intimate and you reach out and grab it the way you interact with the crowds with the mm-hmm. DJ and you Clinton yeah. you know you just made it personal so what that's what I definitely liked about it. I noticed it um, what I did notice is that you know maybe y'all see this probably y'all probably get this every show you go to you get a little bit of apprehension in the crowd the crowd yes. you gotta pull it out of them you gotta, right? you gotta so, work with them and, and y'all worked with it and you know Y'all gave us the chance, so like we gave you the chance. We're gonna come up, me and my wife, and uh, you know, kind of trying to We tried to break the ice, show man, but, out. but it was dope, and, and we had a really good time. So I'm gonna go ahead and get into this. So on your on your flyer right here, it says "Sexy Lifestyle Specialist." Yeah. Tell me what that is. That's the company. That's like the umbrella. Okay. So underneath "Sexy Lifestyle Specialist" is a few shows. We have "Lyrics and Love" Wednesdays, which is an erotic open mic that we do in Charlotte. Um, we have the sex show. We have the sex show after dark, Ooh. which is a private event. Like yeah, we don't speak <laughs> on that. All right, all right. It's taboo. It's different from the sex show. The sex show is open to the public. Okay. It's on Eventbrite. Um, but the sex show after dark is a private event. We do. We may do it like once every three months. We did. We may do it three times in one month. You never know. You have to be on the list and you get the message type of thing. Yeah. Um, but the Sexy Lifestyle Specialist, the model that we have is basically you're living on purpose with a purpose for a purpose. Okay. So no matter if you are a chef, no matter if you're a fitness expert, no matter if you're a singer, a DJ, a poet, a podcast host, whatever you do, you do it to the fullest and you tweak it to make it um, what we call... Uh, um, Effective for the pop culture Or in the natural term We say sexy But in 2020 This pop culture Whatever you do You have to make it um, Appeasing to them To that culture So it don't matter If you sew dresses We want The people in 2020 This millennial generation To be buying your shit Before they buy Fashion Nova So I don't care what Poetry you have experienced 
1990 all the way up to 2000, 2020, this central erotic expression, it is um, what we call the sexy lifestyle specialist, meaning all the way down to the fashion, to the music, to the DJ. It's a whole culture of eroticism. Mm. So when people ask, what is the show about? It's every art form dedicated to fly and flashy eroticism. So with that being said, are you locked into a specific uh, format or is it ever-changing? Are you, are you it ready? depends on the city. Okay. Every city is different. So, so um, what, what was your feeling or did you have like research done before you showed up in Tampa or did you just kind of gauge the crowd and just kind of played it by Yeah, we gauged the crowd. Cause this is our second show in Tampa. Okay. So the first show, um, it was a more diverse crowd, mm-hmm. so we had to adjust. Okay. This show, for some reason, they came in ready okay so we didn't have to work as hard it was like let's do what we came here to do and let the rest happen and as you saw throughout the show you saw couples creeping out yeah you saw like and that's what things. you want right yeah yeah, yeah. That's what we you want. we try to just provide a safe space for adults to express their sexuality good that's point good blank period that's, that's good it. to hear so with that being said um i know Poetry, you didn't always start out in poetry, right? Was no, that something I was that you gravitated rapper, to? Yeah. Give me a little bit of your background on that. So I'm a PK for real, for real. Okay. So when they be like joking about that, like singing like gospel songs, and then that's what made, like, you said you've been to the sweet spot. That's yeah. what made people fall in love with me all across the country. Okay. Because I'm just authentic with who I am. Right. So I make that who I am, even with eroticism. Mm-hmm. I am a PK. I cannot stop my dad or my mom from being a preacher. Or a co-pastor. So I just took that as myself and just made it into um, the character that I am on stage. So when it comes to any city we go to, it's always someone in the crowd who goes to church. Okay. Especially a black church. Exactly. So when you reach them in that level, they like, oh, I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. And they loosen up even more. Cause like, and you saw that. You yeah. Saw that in the room. Oh, yeah. yeah. You definitely saw yeah, that in the room. Yeah. As, as the drinks flowed. <laughs> and as you know, you see who Baptist, who Apostolic, who Pentecostal, <laughs> but they come here to just have a good time and let their hair down for those few hours, yeah. and it's okay. Yeah, my parents accept me for who I am. They love what That's I do. Exactly they, what I was oh yeah, get they into. support Especially what I being do. A, being a PK, they support know? what I do yeah. fully. Like I'm not the only one. Like all of us were raised in the church. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know. All of us were raised in the church. Yeah. And so there was no no hangups or nothing when my parents moved churches when they told me I played the drums in my old church mm-hmm. and I started growing my locks. Okay. And the, nothing against them, but they were like, "Well, he can't be on the drums with long hair." My parents are more postmodern, so they progressive. Like, nah, they're progressive. They're thinking. We gotta like, get out of here. Like that's not what it's about. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, like. They support fully what I do, and that gives me the courage to be who I am on stage. I don't have to hide it. I let people know every city we go to, I'm a PK. Like, if it's another host, you'll be surprised. You haven't seen it yet. Well, you may have seen it at the sweet spot. When Walt was hosting, he'll bring me up like I'm a pastor. Like, he'll do a whole quick sermon and bring me up like I'm a pastor. I think we, and, and it blew yes. everybody's mind when we went in there. I, re, I think that's I remember that my, we went to the Philly That's show. just who I am. It makes me comfortable. And once that happens, it makes me comfortable to do what I want to do on stage because I don't have to hide who I am. That's anymore. good. That's yeah, good. Like it lets me be who I am. Yeah. So, now that you, you had that, right, so you, so you rolled into it, your, your first poetry you did, uh-huh. how did that come about? After the sweet spot, 
I called Clinton, who was right beside me, and I called Walter Maxfield Jones. And I was I was still living in New York. I was like, bro, I'm not on that show no more. I don't know what to do. For eight years, that was my life. Sixty cities around the country, full time. Maybe one weekend off. That was my life for eight years straight. So basically, that was my whole adult life. I didn't know what to do. Both of them was like, yo, start your own show. He was like, why you ain't start your own show yet? Walter's words was literally, you can't fire a boss. It's true. So I was like, okay, let me regroup. And I started in Charlotte, North Carolina, which is my hometown. Mm-hmm. And every time we did it in Charlotte, the same people who knew me from the Sweet Spot was like, yo, you started your own show. You bring it to this city. Okay. Opportunity just start opening up. So what I did was I just started reconnecting with people who I already knew. Mm-hmm. I knew Clinton. I knew Walter. I knew... <laughs> Stand from Houston to Sacramento. I just reconnected with people who I knew, who knew my heart. And I was like, yo, I, I got my own show. I want to bring it to your city. And that's how I started blowing up, literally. That's beautiful because yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a family vibe, too. They Bro, took care we of were on tour for yeah. weeks together. Like, we would do a whole week in California. Shh, man, y'all get tired of each other on the road? If you not, if you not, <laughs> if you not like in the squad, like yeah, yeah we'll get tired of you. But yeah. it's like when I'm on the road with these dudes, they like my brothers. Right. I'm like yo, like it's like hanging out with family. It's so natural. Right. Like if you're not in it, it's like being in a fraternity. Okay. If you're not in it, you wouldn't understand like the lifestyle of it. Like yeah. So, what what was your inspiration for this show? My inspiration. Your inspiration. Was, Okay, so I've always been erotic. Okay. The sweet spot just brought it out. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't just tied down to the sweet spot. So after that, they the contract ended with them. It was like, am I going to just change my whole life or am I going to stay true to myself? My true self, my biggest fan base, know me from erotic poetry and just sharing my... All right. Not to get too deep, because okay. I know we got to interview others. Yeah. My whole motto is sexuality and spirituality go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So because I'm a PK and also I do erotic poetry, that's my life. Yeah. It's real simple. Yeah. I combine spirituality and sexuality and I express it through art form. So you mentioned PK a couple times on this. Let, let the, let the listeners okay. go. A preacher's kid or okay. pastor's right. kid. Like my dad is a pastor. My mother is co-pastor. Okay. So I've always had spirituality embedded in me. Mm-hmm. But what happens is they teach you to separate the two. No, spirituality and sexuality are both translated in the same manner. They're brother and sister. Sex is so, a spiritual thing anyway. It is. Mm-hmm. So this show is that. It just expresses it in that manner where you don't have to separate the two. We know the people who come to our shows go to church, and some people may not, but they all feel comfortable. And, and what's crazy is that it's treated almost like taboo. Like it has to be yeah. a, a secret thing. When it, that's, that's not the intent. It's supposed to be pleasurable. It's supposed to be fun. And everybody and in my church, every, I know. Yeah, and we all got here somehow. Right? Exactly. So, so and, and I hate the, the misconception and, and the message that these are things that have to be done in, in, in the, the dark. Bed, in the dark. In the, in the bed, with the doors closed. Nah, like. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So I'm going to pass it on. So Mr. DJ, he was rocking Easy, all night. Easy, pizza's in this building. That's <laughs> my boy right so there. So you, you obviously have an affinity and a love for 90s R&B. I do. So is that your favorite genre to spin? Yeah, it is. And it's because 
that's the, the the genre that I grew up listening to. And I'm a 90s baby, so that's the genre that I did, did grow up listening to when I was younger. So I just kind of gravitated towards it. And then back home in Charlotte, we have a radio station called Power 98. Uh, we, they would uh, turn, they would, about around 10 o'clock p.m., they would uh, go into R&B sessions around about 10 p.m. at night. Mm -hmm. And they'll play anything from like 90s uh, on, on up to current uh, R&B music. But, uh, 90s R&B music always had like this, this, this full passion, and you could always feel it, you know, when it's played. But I enjoy this. It's, it's, it's fun. That's good. That's yeah. good. And, and you have the crowd rocking. So out of all of us, who's your favorite? Who's your who's your favorite artist to spin? What what hits you deep and, and gets you rocking? Like now or then? No, then. Then I could I could I could honestly say oh, it's so many anybody anybody. Uh, he got great. I got crazy. I got crazy. I got crazy. You spend traditionally as well as as, as uh, well as digitally. You spend on two turntables as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I but I picked up digitally. But I had to that's that to, to respect the craft and get the OGs to respect me. Mm -hmm. I had to go and touch the real vinyl. Yeah. See, I'm a phony man. I spend. I had the yeah. same setup as you. I had. To, I, had I had to be able to distinguish between the two because I can situation could arise where I have to play on vinyl. With digital, and then it's just like, oh, what do I do now? So it's just like, so I look at you, and I'm and I'm sitting there watching the interaction with the crowd, and and and, and you can go up there and, and speak, and you can get on on your guitar, and you can sing. But you, you were the linchpin of this whole operation because Man, the music, cool. exactly, yeah. the music you start playing will determine the mood of the crowd. He and I noticed that. I noticed that, man. It's kind of like, 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 like I said, like Little Caesars, get them hot and ready. That's right. It's ready to serve. <laughs> Once it's ready to serve, then it's like. Just better call him in a shitty Little Caesars pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm more so like, you know. Don't forget, while we're here, I had to grab her. Okay. This is Ayana. She is the ground promoter and the reason why we're in Tampa Bay. We definitely got you. Of course, of course. She's an entrepreneur, everything. Okay. So, motor. Cool. So, all right, Ayana. So, now that you're here, thank you. Thank you for bringing us here. No problem. Bringing the show and bringing the fellas out here. And, like, you didn't really say much or anything off of it. No, I'm behind the scenes. Okay, behind the scenes. So, tell me a little bit about what you're doing here in Tampa and how you're bringing shows like this. To, to the masses? Well, I've previously known them from Sweet Spot as well, and then I know them from another boss of mine mm -hmm. that sells all natural sexual enhancements. Okay. But it's an open market here. Nobody really sees this, so why not? <laughs> right, right. I see, like I said, I've seen a couple burlesque shows, mm -hmm. but, but this is different. Like I said, I, it's, it's more intimate with the crowd. Is that something that you look for as, as far as like selecting your venues where you know you can bring people up and, and do the tap out game yeah. and, you know, and stuff like that? Is that yeah, it's a, it's a little bit more close-knit, close to be honest. Okay. All right. Ooh, so what's what's coming next? Do you, do you have these guys coming back, or do you have something else? Oh, of course, of course. We next? just had, uh, of course, back here, and then I had another girl ask for Fort Lauderdale. Oh, so. that's in Miami. Yeah, <laughs> we we bringing it. To trying Miami, trying to get it there, so. Okay. I definitely want Orlando. She's hooking up for Orlando. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I actually, was supposed to be on the phone with somebody. We want to do like a whole week in Florida, period. Okay. Yeah. All right, so next we got the the music man oh, over here, man. The voice, the voice. Yes, sir. The Supreme Bars. So, how did you get? How did you get wrapped up in this? I know you knew Big Boy's fan. Well, well, I actually toured with Sweet Spot for a while too. So y'all all got Sweet Spot experience. Yeah, I met him through that. Yeah, that's literally everybody. <laughs> so toured with Sweet Spot for a while, and then when my contract ended with them, 
is with Stallone. So I started, you know, like doing my own show. And um, when his contract ended, he, I remember the day he called and what I was doing. And I was like, hey, two things. One, start your own show. Two, come to my house for a week. Let's record the album. He recorded my album in a week. Really? Yes. So y'all just grinding, y'all just holding in the, in the uh, house. <laughs> Bro, listen. It's so cliche when artists say that, but literally he told me, come to Birmingham. Mm -hmm. And like, it, took, it might not have been a week. It was about three days. Yeah. Every every instrument he played live, uh -huh. and he would tell me, you know, this is going over. Like, he would send it. So he would call like his musician friends who were on tour. Mm -hmm. It was one who was in Asia, in China. So we called him at like 12 at night, midnight. It's like, I don't know what time there, but he's at Soundcheck over in China. He like, yo, I'm in Soundcheck, I'm on stage, email me the track, I'll lay the bass line for it, mm -hmm. and I'll send it back to you. Like, that's the whole process of the whole album. So when you listen to the Sex Tape album, yeah. he produced the whole thing, yeah. yeah like, so, uh, it's hard to find real genuine people like that. And, and, and the thing is, man, like, that, that, that genuine sound, I don't know if, if it's set up by design or whatever, but man, when you started playing, it just filled that room, man. Yeah. It just, mm -hmm. I, was, I, I looked at my wife, I said, I am relaxed. <laughs> like, like, yeah. real chill. Man. The voice was soulful, man, and maybe it's just that Carolina thing. Because he country. Yeah. 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 So the inspiration for your song was it was it dirty? Was that the name of the song? Yeah. Oh, so, that's what's, right what's the what's the inspiration behind that? Well, I mean, I, I started a hook to a song, and matter of fact, I had the first verse in the chorus. I didn't know what I was going to do with the song, and it was like, hey, let me hear it. So I let him hear it. He sat with it for about an hour or so, and then he just he put a piece to it, and I was like, cool, that works for me. Yeah, yeah. It just came together like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Huh? perfectly too. Bro. Yeah. I remember where he let me hear it. It was at Concord Mills Mall. It was me, you, and DJ Phenom. DJ Phenom was the old DJ. Well, he's still the DJ for the Sweet Spot. Uh, uh, we was all in, in Charlotte for the Charlotte show. Mm -hmm. And uh, he played it. We was in the mall parking lot. I was like, bro, let me get on the remix to this. And he really let me do it. Now, when I say that shit, I say that shit to a bunch of artists. But they all be like, yeah, yeah, let's work. But I wasn't expecting like him to really be like, yo, you can get on it. Mm -hmm. And it blew up from there. I mean, we've had King Noir, Jet Set, and Jasmine do a, a video to it. And they're like the biggest black porn stars in, in, in the United States. So yeah, it's just that song. They're actually from here. And look who we you know, walk, look who the walked in. Look at him. Come on in, step into the show. And step all in, in. we on the podcast. He's a podcast member too. He has the Mookie Balls podcast okay, every right. Tuesday. Cool. We're on his right now on live. He's yeah. interviewed us. We've just been letting all the secrets out. <laughs> yeah, so go ahead and introduce, introduce yourself. Yeah. Uh, my name is Marlon Mack. I go by the Erotic Word Smith uh, from Summer, South Carolina, by way of Miami, Florida, and now Charlotte, North Carolina. All right, so the Erotic Word Smith right here. He's sitting there putting in some work between him and uh, Israel. Yeah. Um, super entertaining. Uh, they, they, the tap out game. I'm gonna get to that here in a minute. Yeah. But um, so I'm, I'm sitting there and and I'm watching, you know, the show, and I'm and I'm gauging, you know, the reactions from the crowd, the participants as well. Yeah. So, what is it? What is it? How do how do you bring you know something that can be uncomfortable and and, and, and considered taboo as BDSM and 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 you know uh, toy play and stuff like that? How do you bring that in and how do you make people comfortable with that? Well, the, the reality is, is 
what I what I found out is people are actually more comfortable doing it with what's perceived as strangers no. than typically their own partners. Really? So a lot of the things that if you're in a relationship, you're scared to bring these things forward. They they trust us with it. You know whether it's whether it's because we have a certain level of celebrity, whether it's because we're on the flyer. You know that we're trying to figure that intricacy out ourselves. But you know um, the ability for them to loosen their inhibitions. Um, with us, you know, that's a beautiful thing. I can't explain it, but I, I do indulge in it. I do appreciate it, and you know, to a certain degree, I, I feel that what we do, we're like almost we're like therapists. Right. You know, we, we've seen people come in. You know, definitely in the erotic sector where you might have couples come in and not talking to each other, and by the end of the night, they're holding each other, they're kissing each other, or leaving, so, leaving together, or leaving, or leaving <laughs> together. So you know, the work we do is very important. So I take it, I take that craft very seriously. Um, I can't question or understand why it happens that way, but I do understand my purpose and my passion. So all things just to make that shit happen. That's it. That's, that's it. So um, I saw it was a pretty pretty diverse crowd, and. Um, you know, that's a, definitely something I appreciate. You know, you scan the room, you had, you know, different ages, different sexes, you know, uh, uh, races and everything. Is that something that y'all make a conscious effort to, to reach out to and, and want to bring in? Is that diversity to your shows? Yeah, I mean, sexuality, man, it's, it's, there's no, there's no face, there's no race, there's no color to that. Right. You know, everybody, people that are willing, they're, they're willing to tap into it, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's, there's no real gender or race or anything that has to deal with that. So. You know, when you have people that are willing to open up their minds to that, mm -hmm. you just have to make sure you tap into that for them. Um, I don't, you know, whether it's all black crowd or white crowd, it doesn't matter. As long as they're rocking with us, yeah. you know, we just try to make sure we put on a good show for them. That's cool. That's my, that's my job. What's your favorite part? What's your favorite part of the show? Uh, my favorite part is kind of tapping into when, when I make eye contact and I see somebody shot, uh -huh. or they may be thrown off. You know, just really, really connecting with them mm -hmm. and uh, just tapping into that side of themselves they may not know. The men I know existed, right? Um, so you can tell when they're a little reserved, mm -hmm. being able to bring out, you know, that other part of them. You can see, okay, I got you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're tapped in, you're in it, you're really connected. Yeah. Um, just seeing people get connected once again from a perspective of me being somebody they don't know, but I'm able to literally connect with them and provide a level of intimacy. Mm -hmm. um, that's the best part for me. Okay. Yeah. Israel. Yes, sir. What's the most gratifying part of you doing this show? You've been doing it for a couple years now, right? Uh, this is our second year. Second year? Well, 2030. Um, we celebrate our two-year anniversary. You know? um, I'm most... All right, so, like, literally, I wake up. I keep sleeping through this shit. Uh, so, imagine waking up and you do erotic work for a living. Yeah. Like, and you travel around the country, you meet all types of people, and you get paid for that. Like, that's what, like, it just, it's like a dream. Every time I wake up, I'm like, yo, like, I literally have to send out emails for someone to come to an erotic show mm -hmm. to lose their inhibitions for about two hours yeah. and then leave like nothing ever happened. Let me ask you this. What's sexy to you? <laughs> a squirter. A <laughs> squirter. <laughs> She's a beautiful woman. Thick, smaller, but she has these stretch marks all over her ass. Yeah. And she feels uncomfortable sometimes. I'm like, no, like, that shit is sexy. Like, mm -hmm. wear that shit like a magic wand. Yeah. Like, so, like, the mental aspect, 
I think what separates us from other erotic shows is we're not just raunchy where you hear like a bunch of fucking da 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 da, but we're more mental. We want to open you up mentally, and then the little acts that we do just take you to that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. To the next level. That's what we do. We want to focus on the mental aspect of sensuality. That's why it's called sensual erotic. Do you get a lot of testimonials from uh, you know people who viewed your show and yeah. you know they come back and mostly gay women. Yeah, and uh, yeah. you know and, and most of them lesbians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear to God. Yeah. What, what's some of the stuff you hear back? I think because they come with this perception like okay because it's a bunch of guys. That's so they think it's a hetero heterosexual yeah. show. Yeah, they be like, oh, like y'all represent it. It's like it's either thugs or gay women. Mm-hmm. That's the whole. Thing. The thugs don't know how to say, bro. You brought that thing yeah, out. Yeah. So the way they said it is. What you drinking? What you drinking? Yeah. And then the gay women or the, the the open women, they're just like, yo, like y'all did y'all thing, like how many times do y'all do this show or like me and my partner? And I'm just like, it's always open for everyone. Like enjoy yourself, come as you are, like church say, mm-hmm. But literally, we are come as you are. This environment is gonna be always set apart for you to be who you are and you can be safe mm-hmm. in this environment. So what's the one thing, you can take one thing that you uh, leave your, your your folks that come in and view the show, what's the one thing that you want them to take home with them when they leave here? No matter what your calling is in life, live it to the fullest, go full throttle with it, and make that shit sexy. Mm-hmm. You can be a fucking chef, you can cook food, Put some swag on that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's 2020. It's a whole new decade. Like, really, go deep into your calling and, like, make that shit like LeBron James. Like, he's, what, 30-something years old? Mm -hmm. And he's in the peak of his career. That's an example for all of us in our life. Like, when I get lazy, I'll be like, I don't remember this poem. I gotta remember, I have to stay on top of yeah. my fucking game. In order to grow this thing. This pose that's coming yeah. behind me that walk that spot. Beasy Beats, he gotta stay on top of his game. This song that he gotta play that other DJs are afraid to play. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But he gonna be like, I'm gonna try this shit out and see how I rock the crowd. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever your calling is in life, take all of the barriers off of it. Take all of the rules, all the boundaries, all of those. This ain't normal. Mm-hmm. All that shit. Like, Fuck all that. Right. I don't mean to use nope. that language. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. No, it's a family like, show, forget, man. <laughs> forget all that. Like, really, right. like, it got to be, like, something that's in your heart where you like, I'm not stopping for nobody. I'm going to push the line, and I'm going to try shit that no one's ever done. If I fail, fuck it. But if I succeed, I'm going to fucking pioneer. Mm-hmm. We come from Charlotte, North Carolina. That is below the Bible Bill. Yeah. I don't know what y'all know about that in Florida. Mm-hmm. But below the Bible Belt, this stuff, they don't condone it. Like Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, they don't condone eroticism and sexuality. So we had to push that line to the point where we couldn't perform at normal poetry shows. They would look down on us like, no, that's not, they're not real poets. They write erotic poetry. Now, don't let them on the mic. But now we got some of the biggest shows in Charlotte where we pull 300 people, 400 people. Oh, yeah. And you home They can't so pull 30 helps. people. Yeah. Yeah. They can't pull 30 people to an open mic and we pull 300, 400 people. Mm-hmm. So 
So, so you mentioned, you know, the, the poets coming up behind you. What are you doing to, to, to grow? We know? bring them to outside shows sometimes. Yeah. If it's a show like Tampa Bay or Atlanta, they got to get some got to get together. Yeah. We bring them to like Columbia, maybe Baltimore, but like shows where like we build them and shows where like the crowd and they got to earn Want it, right? They hit that real. They gotta, they gotta build themselves up too. It's, it's, it's just what it is. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah. So, last question. You know, taking it all in. You know, appreciate your time. What's next? Oh, everybody keeps saying this. If it happens, I'm cool with it. But I've heard this all 2019. Everybody keeps saying a reality TV show. Yeah. Everybody saying HBO or VH1. I don't know. I'm, I've seen it with the Pool Lady Poets in the 90s. They were on HBO. Right, right, right. With their Erotic Poetry show, but it ain't been nothing since then. There hasn't been anything. That's why, and that's why. Erotic Poetry went under the radar since then. And even Sweet Spot. Like, there was a. Hey, Jessica's was a, my homie. Jessica Holter is my homie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, like, she really gave me a lot of encouraging words. I performed for a lot of her events. Mm. But the thing is, that era that she was in, it's over. Yeah, it's over. And, and like you said, it's just kind of just going underground yeah. and nobody really picked up. And I think that's just the way our society is. In some ways, it's a little bit more free, but yeah. in some ways, it's, 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 it's locked down a little yeah. bit more. So to have y'all, you know, come out here and do this and, and push this, push this, this culture, because that's what yeah. it is, um, to push this it's culture. It's one thing around. we have to say it clear, like, we are a black brother show. Mm-hmm. Hey, there ain't too many of those out there that's doing this, that's doing it's this. It's a lot of, I was living in New York for eight years. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of other shows. They're totally different from us. When you come in here, you like, yo, it's family in here. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that person over there, but they react in the same way. I'm like, if we have a reality TV show with a black brother show, I think that shit would be great. Even Netflix may pick it up. So that's yeah. what we're looking for. And what's so what, what's different from then to now is like you got so many different platforms. You Bruh, can watch Netflix, Netflix, you got HBO, TV, yeah, HBO, web series, everything. YouTube, yeah. YouTube, and, yeah, so. exactly. What we're trying to do is we're trying to find sponsors, mm-hmm. and then we're going to try to get a, a media team to travel with us. Like, even if it's not every city, but most of the big cities, like get footage. We had someone who they had something do that, but they was like, "You don't have any media for Tampa, but I just come through. Like, let me see what you got. Okay, do the same thing you do. Like, you reached out to me. We did a whole interview. That might be the start. You never know who might hear this. Exactly, like, it's about connection. You don't know who's yeah. sitting in this crowd. Yeah. So. It's definitely, that's definitely cool. So I know y'all got an after party to get to. So we some people going to get some after food. <laughs> <laughs> we got too. All right. Well, hey, sexual crew, I appreciate y'all coming through, giving us opportunity. Like anytime, y'all are first celebrities, so y'all on the board. We are not. Anytime, no, anytime we in your city, pull up. All right. Definitely, I appreciate you. And your crazy you crazy mind. Turn up. Central crew is out. Uh, we got the website www.central Expression is spelled three X's. So Central You'll see all the tour dates, all of the promo videos, all of the cities we're going to. Make sure you follow us on social media. Make sure you keep supporting this podcast. And anytime we in Tampa Bay, we linking up. That's for, for real. Appreciate yeah, it. Period. You got anything? Mm-hmm. All right, well, there it is. That's Barry White. He's <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? All right, y'all. Well, I appreciate your time. We out.